Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Tuesday, November 10th, 2000. And 20, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKDOWN to get 20% off of your next order. I am your host, Detroit Sports Writer Nolan Bianchi, and I'm flying solo for the uh, moment today. Ethan will be back later in the week, but he had the opportunity to uh, write Justin Abdelkader's Players Tribune article, and he texted me and said, I'm, I'm emotionally spent. And I said, I get it. Take the next two days off. Uh, so he'll be back later in the week. That was something that came up super last minute. So we're doing something a little different today. We are joined by Q from the Lockdown Red Wings Jeopardy episode we did a few months back. Q uh, finished with a whopping minus 400 points to become the worst Jeopardy player uh, that this show has ever seen, but is honestly one of the funniest guys that I've ever met. He's played with or against most of the North American stars in the game today. So we'll have lots of questions about that. His junior hockey living situation, horror stories, and a whole lot more. But first, I do have one programming note. Last week, we said we were going to be doing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday episodes now that we were going back to three episodes a week. That has been uh, amended. Uh, because I cover football all week for the Detroit News. I cover college, uh, Michigan and Michigan State and the NFL on the weekends. And I usually have Monday off. uh, So we figured it's just a better way to do it rather than me working like crazy all weekend on football stuff and then trying to throw something together by eight o'clock on Sunday night. Because pretty much all I can really think about at that point is uh, Adrian Peterson draw plays to go for a two-year loss. So yeah, that is the new schedule, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday uh, per week. Subscribe so you don't miss out on anything good. Another thing with that too is uh, we figured football usually dominates the Monday headlines anyways. I know a lot of you guys, if you're listening to this show, it's because you love hockey and you might necessarily not necessarily uh, like football or be tuned into football, but just the whole media cycle, probably best to get uh, off Mondays when we have Tuesdays available to us anyways. All right, now that we have got all that out of the way, we can now welcome in our guest, Q. Uh, how's it going, man? Welcome back to the show. It's good to see your face. Yeah, it's going well. I uh, appreciate you having me back, especially after my uh, previous performance. I thought I was uh, getting the boot forever, but evidently you've ran out of uh, people that could make it tonight, and I'm glad to be uh, the last line of defense. But let's talk about that, right? Because you you had a uh, a terrible Jeopardy performance. There was one point where you didn't even have the phone in your head for about eight questions straight or in your hand uh, (laughs) rather. So you weren't even trying out there, but I mean, where do these people get off with their criticisms of you? How have you taken that criticism internalized it and and I guess used it in the rest of your life? Yeah. um, Definitely heard some criticism online afterwards. Uh, Try not to take it too much to heart, but uh, you know, I'd like to say that's uh, significantly changed the way I operate and act, uh, but that would be untrue. I don't think I'm any better at Red Wings trivia today than I was uh, at the time of the episode. What about trying your best, though? Because I think there was an important lesson there. Once you started picking up the phone and trying to answer the questions, you got some right. 
Doesn't yeah, that teach it, you some sort of life lesson in there? It, I think it really teaches you about just throwing things at the wall and uh, hoping they stick. I got a couple lucky intuitiveness. I like it. But uh, then, as uh, you remember, if you watched the episode, I got cocky after two answers in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely awful response and uh, blew every point that I had gained in that round. So. Now, is there anybody you'd like to address personally, perhaps any of the, the haters? Because there's one one guy in particular, and I think he knows who he is if he's listening to this, who has it out yeah. for you. Yeah, this one uh, particular Twitter user, Brendan. With an O. Brendan with an O. As Panda. With an O. Yeah, he, has a, he had some harsh criticism. First of all, Brandon, I'd like to thank you for uh, listening to the show. Presumably a fan <laughs> of the show, but not a fan of me, which is, which is okay. Uh, I have seen <laughs> tweets. I would love to respond, but I didn't want to break my like three and a half year no tweet streak. So, you know, I like to say in the shadows, but I just want you to know that I hear you. <laughs> as easy as it looks. Uh, all right. Now tell the, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Cause you were so silent during Jeopardy. I feel like the people didn't necessarily get the chance to uh, learn about you. You didn't get the chance to spread your rings. I think uh, people were so focused on, you know, cue the Jeopardy contestant. They really didn't get to know cue the person. So uh, let's, let's start with that in your hockey playing career. Where did you grow up playing hockey? What level did you play to? Who did you play with growing up? Yeah. So I grew up, uh, playing around the Detroit area, playing AAA. And then I had a, uh, a short junior career. Uh, not as short as I was a suitcase mostly. So I played in Philly, played in Syracuse. I had a stint in Minnesota. And you were a goaltender, correct? And I'm a goaltender, yes. Ah, okay. That's uh, why I only got the goalie, any goalie questions related, any goalie related questions correct. On, <laughs> all I, it's all really I know. Now you played on that uh, – Bell Tire AAA team. Who else was on that team? Because I think that's a team that's been like their their pictures like constantly showing up on like NBC, like just in like the middle of like Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon hockey games and stuff like that. Who did you play with on that team? Yeah, I think the most notable players, uh, Wierenski was on there, Larkin and uh, Kyle Connor, and probably several others I'm forgetting. I was about 13 at that time, so our paths diverged significantly, apparently. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good memories to be on that team and see where those guys are at now for sure. Who's the most famous person that's ever scored on you? Ooh. And do you have a mullet right now? He turns to he turns to uh, Ponder and he does have a mullet right now. I do have a mullet right now. For the people listening at home, just to just let you know. Anyways. The most famous player ever score on me. I played against the Marlies and McDavid on the team, but he was sick that day. So I never got the honor of getting scored on, but most of his teammates have scored on me. Um, I'm trying to think. You might have to cut this because this is horrible radio talk. Chicago. <laughs> In uh, to break it. Oh, he's definitely scored on me. But uh, Bokefist. He's not on Chicago now. He's from Chicago. Oh, okay. I've been scored on many times. Basically, any 96 that played Triple A so scored me at some point. <laughs> Perfect. Do you, do you have uh, – who's the most famous person you ever stopped? Do you have, like, a, a memorable save that you'll maybe pass on to your children one day? Be like, yeah, there was this one time where this Hall of Famer was coming down on uh, your old daddy-o, and it was a two-on-one. Uh, defenseman took the shooters, still got the pass across. I slid across, made the glove save. Anything like that? Anything cool? 
Yeah, I really wish I had a memory like that, but I can't think of anything in particular. I've uh, since suppressed those memories since no longer uh, playing the game. Did you suppress them or were they never there? I think that's an important distinction to make. In a it's hard to cast. say. I think most of the time I made a good save in my career, I immediately blacked out afterwards from excitement. So, What's your diet like? Uh, my diet is awful. It, uh, <laughs> I really make it to the grocery store, so it consists mostly of uh, fast food and takeout. I had uh, three Big Macs last week. Is there anything that you think that you might be the best in the world at? That's a tough one. <laughs> Probably not. All right, well, let's transition then uh, into <laughs> some of your junior hockey years. Before we get back to the conversation with Q, I got to pop in real quick to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. The improved Built Bar is even deliciouser than ever before, and now with 18 amazing flavors, six of them, new flavors. Uh, it's even more delicious, sir, than they have been in years past, in days past, in weeks past. And you who have not tried the Built Bar are missing out on your opportunities to A, lose weight, B, maintain the weight you're at with as you know less upkeep than usual, or B, just you know, living the day, helping you get through the day, helping you make sure that you don't eat a bad snack uh, at two o'clock or at three o'clock when you could be eating a built bar, you're going to get tons of protein. You're going to get very little carbs, very little sugar. The stuff that's going to make you crash in the later part of the day, that's not going to be there. So you're not going to get home from work and immediately collapse on the couch like I do, or at least like I did before I started eating built bars. Uh, they're low sugar, low calorie, high protein, high fiber. They're great for the keto diet. Folks, if you're not on the keto diet, I still cannot highly recommend uh, this enough. Just go to BillPar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get 20% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BillPar.com. Tell me a little bit about where you lived, where you played, what the conditions in some of these houses were like that you stayed in. Yeah, so I had a couple of unique living situations. I was in Philly. The first year we had like uh, like 12 guys living in uh, this absolutely shitty hockey house that turns out the coach owned and was renting to us. So it seems a little unethical, but yeah, we had like guys like beds in the living rooms and it was like absolutely <laughs> gross. It was, it was worse than any frat house I've ever been in. We had rats. We had a bug infestation. At one point, the toilet, the pipes froze and the toilet broke for a month and we couldn't take a shit at home. So I had to go to Walmart every time I wanted to use the restroom. Oh, that's, that's highly unfortunate. And what time of year time, was this? Oh, it was like January. Oh, even worse. Very cold. And then I- Is this the same house that you raised the, uh, the, the farm of chicks in? No, the farm of chicks was in an apartment the next year. <laughs> Philadelphia. Better living situation until- uh, we got these ducks. I don't remember exactly how the ducks came to be, but uh, we were talking about getting a pet one day when we were drinking. And then a couple weeks later, apparently one of my roommates had ordered ducks in the mail, which I did not know you could do. So I went and picked up these ducks in this like shoe box with this like uh, little heating pad. And they were real cute at first, these little yellow chicks. But after a few weeks, they grew into be like full Aflac sized ducks and our small <laughs> four guys in it smelled like a barn and we'd come over and practice every day and basically just gag. So we had to make them take them home. <laughs> where do, where do you take the ducks home to? Wouldn't you just oh. let them outside and kind of let them run away? Yeah, that's probably equally as good as an option, but it turned out the, uh, the kid who ordered the ducks parents actually ran a farm. 
So you would think he would have known better, but no. <laughs> he just thought he was going to raise these. Uh, the, he knows like the the perfect living conditions for ducks, and he and he raised them in an apartment. It's a two bedroom apartment. It's honestly a miracle that uh, this virus outbreak did not start in our apartment due to how close we were to those ducks at all times. What uh, I mean, were, were all of your hockey houses pretty much like this in junior hockey? Uh, those are certainly the worst. <laughs> I'm trying to think. No, by far the worst. Every other living situation is somewhat normal. What was your favorite living situation in junior hockey? <laughs> the Ducks was funny. You favorite... seem a little stiff, Q. We got to loosen up a little bit. We should have had you my, drink uh, a couple butt heavies. I got my old fashioned here. Yeah. Q texted me before that he was nervous. I like the old fashioned. The old fashioned with the mullet. That's a that's a the crossover episode yeah, of the century. Taking it back. <laughs> Uh, so when you could only defecate inside of the Walmart, did you have like a, a favorite stall that you like to use in the Walmart? What happened if you went to the Walmart and all the bathrooms were uh, in use or, or worse yet, out of order? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a nightmare scenario. Uh, I think the, the my real trick was go at the wee hours of the morning, like 1, 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Not too crowded. Obviously. The night crew has been in there recently clean. So... I think just hold it all day. If you ever on a situation where your only bathroom option is a Walmart, <laughs> just, you just got to pick your, you got to pick your matches. Now, how did your uh, junior career come to a close? Did you win a championship, get doused in some sparkling grape juice? Uh, tell me about your final moments inside the net as a competitive goaltender. Oh yeah. I have, I have a pretty good end to my junior career. I got pulled in the first period of a game and then put all of my shit into my bag and drove home. Uh, from Syracuse, New York, directly back to my parents' house in Clarkson, Michigan. Perfect. And did anybody uh, did anybody say anything to you? Did the coach ask you where you were going? How did this go over with your teammates? Yeah, the teammates asked where I was going. The coach did not, thankfully, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I was in such a rush to get out of there. I managed to uh, get all my shit packed and out of the room before the second inter- or first intermission. So, I mean, did, any, did anybody ever call goodbye. you and ask if you were coming back? Yeah, the assistant coach called me and I uh, informed me that I was not going back and no one put up a fight, so they must have hated me or something, but that's all right. <laughs> Why do you think that they were so happy to see you go? Yeah, I mean, our team wasn't the best. We had about a .25 win percentage. Um, most people there were miserable. I wasn't the only one to quit that team that year, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to dig up the past, but that coach was a real dickhead. In what ways? Uh, oh, well, he ran three and a half hour practices five days a week. <laughs> Even if we had like a, like a four, four game like road weekend or something, <laughs> we would sometimes practice for three hours the morning before a game. So everyone was getting hurt. Everyone was absolutely gassed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it was brutal. This, this sounds like the worst coach of all time. Now, uh, we're going to move into to more of a rapid fire segment. All right. Uh, are you, are you cool with that? I'm cool with anything. All right. First question. Tell me a joke. <laughs> you can't this just, is, this is bad radio. Q. This is bad radio. First joke I mean, off you, the top of your head. Let's you go. Should, you should have texted me beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> asked me to come up with a joke for this because I've had some preparation. Do you have any jokes off the top of your head that you like to use at parties? 
No, I normally uh I normally recite the whole Norm Macdonald moth joke, but again, I don't think that's what, I don't think that's what the listeners want today. Um, any good knock knock jokes off the top of your head? I mean, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Taylor Sports Packs <laughs> flu. Tell me about it. So I don't know. Around 2012 in this. <laughs> which are uh, annually held at the beautiful Taylor Sportsplex located in Taylor, Michigan. And like every age group between like eight years old to like 18 year olds are there uh, for all the AAA teams. <laughs> and somehow I've heard it was in the water. I've heard it was airborne. We got this norovirus and like every single player died almost. And like there were guys in the finals like throwing up on the bench like getting carried off on stretches. It's like in the news. There's like hundreds of people got it. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to go into the details about this. Yeah, stuff. yeah, of course. So I get oh my team kind of stunk, so we lost like the Saturday night. And like no one was like just the first people were starting to get a little sick then. So no one really knew what was going on. <laughs> my dad was making steaks and I was like, man, I'm not too hungry. And uh, he's like, eat your food. So I like muscled down the steak and like half an hour later. I'm uh, projectiling liquids out of both ends of my body, and I ended up losing like 20 pounds in a day. <laughs> I go to the ER, took like four <laughs> <days>. <laughs> it was pretty miserable. And you and you lost the ch- and you didn't even make it to the championship round. No, so it's like I might as well not even showed up. Yeah, that is a bummer. Uh, the place. most goals you've ever given up in a game? Well, that's a good one. Uh, probably seven in my competitive career. Do you remember uh, anything about that game that hurts or uh, is cathartic in any way? I don't know if cathartic is the word. Uh, you know, pretty disappointing at the time. Playing <laughs> <laughs> that many goals in the game. I'm not, honestly, I was disappointed I didn't get pulled earlier. But, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you just have a bad day. Bad day in the office, bad day on the ice. Fair enough. Huh? All right. Why does your dad only have veneers? <laughs> so uh for those of you don't that don't know me which is i assume nearly everyone listening to this <laughs> if you... my father grew up in a small town in uh, rural northern ontario approximately eight hours of tr- north of toronto and uh, apparently the dentist they had there was like a military like world war ii dentist and his only <laughs> remedy for any type of uh tooth problem was just to yank the tooth out so by the time my dad was like in his 20s he basically had lost most of his teeth to cavities because apparently, quote unquote, no one ever told him to brush his teeth when he was a kid. <laughs> uh, what's the deal with the squirrel? Oh. Yeah, well, I got a little bit, uh, got a couple too many beer mosas uh, this last Saturday at, uh, at brunch, and we were down in Ferndale, and there's this like artist market there. And, uh, <laughs> This one guy running his stand had like uh, all these like embryos and like bottles and like taxidermy shit. I don't really know what, and like a lot of uh, religious themed stuff. It was a very weird haunted uh, looking art installation, if you will. You want to see it? Absolutely. (laughs) Horrible radio, because I don't think anyone else can see this, but. Oh my goodness. Q has just pulled out a, uh, Q, you're going to have to send me a picture of that so we can uh, get, you're going to have to send me a picture of that so we can get on the thing. Q just pulled out a – how would you describe that? Is there a, is there a product description 
involved in that? Yeah, uh, the, the label just said vintage, but uh, it is a taxidermied squirrel wearing a squirrel-sized overalls, a bandana, and a tiny squirrel-sized guitar. That's adorable. So it's like Sandy Cheeks. Yeah, it's like Sandy Cheeks, exactly. That could be Sandy Cheeks. But it was once like an actual living squirrel. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say Sandy Cheeks was most, most likely a cartoon character, to my knowledge. <laughs> most likely. All right. Uh, like play hedging your bet there. Q, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk? Uh, this is your chance. What, what do you want to promote? Do you have a SoundCloud, uh, an Instagram, a Snapchat? Are, are you a single man? I am a single man. I don't know uh, how many female listeners are on this podcast, but uh, yeah, I don't, really have any, <laughs> I don't really have anything to promote. All right, perfect. Well, Q, thank you so much for coming on today's show. Thank you so much for filling in for Ethan. We mentioned it at the top of the show. He was actually contracted to write the Players Tribune article for Justin Ablocator that appeared online on Monday. Uh, so we appreciate you filling in for him. We appreciate you bringing the stories. We're going to have to have you have a few more of those Manhattans before you come on next time, get you a little more loosey goosey. We'll have a little bit more fun. Uh, and of course, as always, uh, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, go tell Q how he did. He was pretty nervous to come on the episode. Here he is doing great, looking great, has the taxidermied squirrel with him for good luck. And uh, we sure are happy to have you here. It's been a pleasure, Nolan. Thank you. <laughs>